Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spotlight Series. I am here with Katie, and we are making our way to the end of July, which is comic book month. And so, we, at the, well, last year, we checked out some of the newer movies in the Marvel Universe, and, you know, went over Endgame and Infinity War, and just gushed over, you know, Captain America with a hammer in his hand and stuff, but we decided for this, for today, that we were going to go back and look at one of the first movies that started everything, um, so we watched Iron Man, which, uh, I, sometimes I forget that the director of the first movie was John Favreau, so the, the guy that plays, that plays Happy, Happy Hogan, in the movie, he actually was the director, and if you don't know who John Favreau is, uh, have you seen The Mandalorian? Do you like that show? Have you seen Elf? Yeah. Do you like that movie? Uh, that's John Favreau. He makes really good have stuff. Have you seen Chef? Have yeah. you seen... Like, he's done so many good things. Oh, uh, John Favreau's the best. He's a really, really cool guy. So, uh, just like with um, the Final Fantasy series. So, if you know anything about that, the reason it's called Final Fantasy was because Square... That was their last shot, their final fantasy, the thing that they could make. If it was not successful, they would have bankrupt and given up. And go figure. They It went great. And so they were like, well, what do you want to call the next one? Final Fantasy 2. And so it went from there. Um, and the, now there's 15 of them. Yeah. So the same thing happened with Iron Man. At this point, uh, it's crazy to think that there was a time where Marvel didn't have all the money where marvel kind of sucked yeah yeah uh but around this time actually i think i want to say in the 90s they to stop themselves from going bankrupt multiple times they sold off characters and not in the fact that you can't use them anymore they sold off the rights for uh movie situations with them and so uh spider-man he left fantastic four left and so that's why you see all these different and the X-Men and Deadpool and... Yeah, you see all these different characters. Uh, Sony will use them and they're like, well, why isn't it with Marvel? And it's like, because it gets sold off. So with Iron Man, it was one of their Final Fantasy moments. This movie had to succeed. It, it really had to. Uh, this was before Disney was involved and it had all the money and stuff. And so, um, yeah, there was a lot of pressure behind this movie. And, you know, spoiler alert movie did fucking amazing um so robert Downey jr he was john favreau's main pick to be tony stark and this was in when robert Downey jr was just getting better because uh, he was on drugs for a long time he did tons of movies when he was younger um had a lot of issues was um kind of trouble on set on a lot of movies yeah and he was like a hollywood bad boy i guess you would say yeah. Is what they used to dub them in the 90s, and now they're just, you know, relapsed or whatever. But in the 90s, they used the term bad boy because he did drugs. Yeah. So uh, it's really funny. Before this movie, uh, he was doing all the drugs, and he actually had a, a, a briefcase full of drugs. And he was driving somewhere in a car, and he stopped Sorry. at Burger King to get a burger and he said it was the worst burger he ever had in his life. And it was so disgusting that it made him question just everything about everything. And he dumped out the drugs into the ocean. 
So that was the first step on him getting better. And actually, in this movie, uh, after he gets back to civilization, he grabs Burger King. <laughs> so he brought that in. And then in the second one, I think the third movie too, there was a lot of product placement with Burger King. And so they were kind of proud and not proud about that situation. But no, um, no, every every idea came up. It, it's kind of what they wanted. The original bad guy was going to be the Mandarin. Uh, hey, that's Shang-Chi. Mandarin's going to be in that. Yeah, so it's been years since they've tried to attempt magic. Uh, John Favreau was going to have the Mandarin be the villain in this movie, but he couldn't work out how to do magic this early. Uh, yeah, go figure. Which, honestly, I'm glad they waited because as cool as it would have been to have magic in this film... Um, I don't think that the CGI was where it needed to be for all the cool magic stuff that we've gotten at this point in the MCU and in the shows and everything. Like, you know, in 2008, 2009, we were not at, we were not where we needed to be for all these cool special effects to have happened. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's for the best that it happened, but, you know. Uh, This movie, we get a lot of intros to really cool characters. We get to see Phil Coulson. He pops up in this. And oh, I love uh, him. his light um, introduction to S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, he uses the the long route with saying the name. And then it, little by little, they just say S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's annoying to say the whole thing. Uh, we can see Paul Bet. well, here, Paul Bettany. He's the voice of Jarvis. Uh, do you know what Jarvis stands for? I don't think I've ever asked you this. I don't. I know what S.H.I.E.L.D. stands for, but I don't know what... Uh, Jarvis stands for just a rather very intelligent system. Fucking stupid, Tony. Yeah, yeah that's that dumb <laughs> shit. Uh, but yeah, it's based on his butler when he was a kid, and you know, one of the characters that he like loved <laughs> in his life, and so he's like, "I'm gonna call you Jarvis." Uh, in this movie, he has two like dumb droids that are just around. Um, so Paul Bettany, he's the voice of Jarvis, and later on, he becomes Vision in the second. Avengers movie so we get to hear his voice uh he didn't really know much about Iron Man when this started but he was like hey I only got to talk for like it took me like a day to get my lines out and I got paid a lot of money so yeah (laughs) go movie go but no it's it's really cool stuff uh it's very enjoyable looking up looking back into this and stuff um but no like this movie's really good. Uh, we watched it again. I was having a good time. So, if you don't know anything about Iron Man or the original like origin to him, so he got his powers in the Vietnam War in the original version, and he gets hurt and he needs a suit to stay alive. And then it turned to the Korean War, I believe. And then in this one, it's Afghanistan. So, um, not Korean. It wouldn't have been Korean if it was Vietnam. Uh, it's uh Korea happened before Vietnam. So it would have been Vietnam and then uh what happened after that? Operation Desert Storm something or like something that. like that. Yeah, there was another battle that he was the involved Gulf in. War. Probably Gulf War. And he gets hurt. So uh John Favreau didn't want to make it a period piece because I I don't think the idea for the Avengers was back then, but probably in the back of his mind he's like, Well, you know, Captain America is a character we could use at some point. I don't want to make it like, oh, this happened in the fucking 60s or something. It's like, oh, then all of them have to be around there. So, it moved it to modern time. And just like in the comics, 
every shit man they do reboots all the time now in the comics every five six years you know if some new war happens or something everything gets kind of upgraded a little bit because you know they they try not to date themselves in comic books but there are landmarks that you kind of have to bring up so uh but no if you haven't seen the first iron man movie it is absolutely amazing uh it's fun. It's real fun. So Yeah, one of the best movies in the MCU for sure. Yeah, okay. So we'll get through the story and we'll talk about our favorites and least favorites afterwards. So, Tony, he, uh, <laughs> in all the, the Avengers movies and stuff, he's very pompous, uh, smart guy, douchebag. Uh, in this one, he's, he's a super douchebag at the beginning and stuff, but then little by little, he changes and becomes better you know seeing how the world works with his weapons and so this is a tony stark that he uh he's inherited the defense contract for stark industries from his dad uh howard stark made tons of weapons he helped with i want to say the manhattan project they said and so he builds really scary weapons that you only have to use once and the people are like dead or they don't want to fight anymore and so, um, him and his buddy James Rhodes head to Afghanistan to show off a new missile that he's made called the Jericho missile. And it shoots off and it just carpet bombs the world. It's absurd. A whole mountain. Yeah. It's he destroys an entire mountain range. Absolutely absurd. So, um, you know, the military is like, yeah, we'll buy like a billion of them. And it's like, cool, we're rich again. And so, he hopped into a vehicle, a convoy. Uh, with the soldiers, and they're all having fun and stuff. He's very charismatic for being such a douchebag. And, oh no, the convoy's ambushed, and Tony takes one of his missiles just about to the chest. It goes off, and he gets thrown back. And the this doctor saves his life, and he, he finds out that he has shrapnel, like, surrounding his heart. And the only thing keeping him alive is this magnet that they made attached to a car battery it's the only thing keeping the shrapnel from going all the way into his heart and mm-hmm. killing him and so he has this like sweet ass car battery that has a hold and he has a little a little poose for it and so it's him and a doctor Jensen and they are captured by a terrorist group called the Ten Rings <laughs> hey that's that's that group the Mandarin's involved with um, coming up soon and so the leader, it's not the Mandarins, a man named Raza, tells Tony that, hey, I'll let you go. Just build one of those Jericho missiles for me. That's all you got to do. Like, hey, I'll keep my word. You do that. I'll let you free. Tony and Jensen know this motherfucker is not going to let us go. So while they are, quotation mark, building the missile, Tony's not building a missile, he makes himself a fucking arc reactor in a stupid fucking cave. And he puts it uh, in his chest. And so his arc reactor is going to power a suit of armor that he's making that's going to get them out of there. And it's going to keep the shrapnel out of his heart. So Tony's a very smart guy. And when he's pushed against the wall, he makes really cool stuff. You see it in all the movies. He's a very capable man. So uh, the day comes that he's supposed to be done with the missile. And the guys come in and they're like, where's the missile? And he hops into his suit. Jensen runs off because the suit's not ready. It's not downloaded yet. So Jensen grabs a gun. And he's running down the hallway. 
keeping everybody at bay. Tony finds him later, and he is fucked up. He's shot to hell because he's just a doctor with a gun. And so he takes on the Ten Rings group by himself, burns all these bombs and missiles and stuff, and he puts a jetpack into his giant like metal suit, and he scoots away. Uh, he's saved by the military, and he's very happy. He gets back to America, and he tells um, Happy, his, like, what's Happy? His, like... His driver. Yeah, but he gets more important later. But he tells his driver that he wants a, a meeting. He wants to do a press conference right as he came back. And he tells the world that his company is not manufacturing weapons anymore. Because he saw how fucked up the world is. and the Because all these terrorists had fucking Stark weapons. Yeah, you know, it's it's one thing when you think you're making weapons for the good guys or people that can defend themselves, and it's like, well, you know, hey, that's what we do to stop battles from happening. And then you find out, like, oh, the terrorists have them too, and they're using them to, like, terrorize yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, so he's like, wow, it's this is shitty. And he thinks about it later. He's like, I don't understand how they got the weapons. You know, we sell them to specific people. We'll talk about that later. So his second command, a very scary-sounding name, but Obadiah Stain. It's uh, his father's old partner, and he's the manager of the company. Tony is the... uh, I don't know if he's a shareholder, because his dad was in charge. Tony's the CEO. Yeah, he he, runs the whole company. He passed it to him, so... Um, He's the primary shareholder. And so uh, Stain tells Stark, like, hey... You're going to ruin this company if you just, if we're done doing weapons. And he's like, no, man, we got to do something better. We can't just do this. Like, we can do things to save the world and, you know, help with medicine and stuff and build defense things. He's like, I can't make missiles anymore. And he's like, okay, we'll just, you know, sit on this for a little bit. Just think about it, man. Think about it. Yeah. So while Tony is relaxing and healing up, he keeps building the suits because he thinks it's a pretty sweet idea. It's a really good idea. And then he builds an even more powerful arc reactor for it. And he actually has his assistant, Pepper, uh, help put the reactor in his chest. So he makes this, like, fucking metal tube that goes, like, directly to his, like, heart. It's like and, a can light, almost. Yeah, and so he has Pepper, like, unplug the old reactor. And then he tells her to, like, throw it away. He doesn't give a shit about it anymore because he, he's an inventor like that and he builds things. So he's like... Oh, it's an upgraded version. That one's crap. And he puts the new one in. And so now he has a arc reactor, like the palm of your hand arc reactor in his chest that can power a certain amount of things. And he builds a sweet-ass suit. And so he starts testing and he's flying around and stuff. And he's having a good time. And he tries to keep it a secret to himself. And then Obadiah... Um, he's very curious about the arc reactor that's in his chest, because you can see it glow. It has this, like, blue glow. And Obadiah's like, wait, you made a tiny arc reactor? He's like, yeah, man, like, I think this is what we should work on now. And he's like, okay, okay, hold on, just, you know, sit on this. Uh, you can tell that Obadiah is a very shitty person. So, uh, he asks him, like, you're not working on anything else, are you? He's like, nah, 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 I'm just, just kind of eating a sandwich in my room. He's like, okay, cool. So at an event held by Stark Industries, Tony actually comes to it. So you realize that before all of this stuff where he got kidnapped, Tony was a douchebag. He didn't go to any of his own events. And so a reporter tells him that the company 
has been delivering weapons to the terrorists. Like they had deals going, and he's like, "What are you talking about? That, that, that doesn't make sense. Like I would have known if the company was selling things." He's like, "Well, someone's selling terrorist weapons from Stark Industries." He's like, "What the fuck?" And then he gets informed that Jensen, his old buddy, the home village is getting attacked by the Ten Rings. So Tony hops into his suit, flies to Afghanistan, and does work on the Ten Rings. Uh, it's a really cool scene. He gets hit by a tank shell, falls out of the sky. He lands, he shoots his missile, and it's it's like a dinky little missile that comes out of his like arm cannon. And just like, dink, it hits the tank, and then the tank just just explodes instantly. Um, he takes out everybody and he flies off. Uh, as he's flying back to America, two F-22 Raptors see him. They're like, uh, there's some bogey like going fucking Mach 3. Like, I don't really understand what this is. Uh, he calls Rhodey and he tells him, hey, uh, you need to stop this attack because I don't want to hurt them. And I don't want them to kill me. Uh, but I'm working on something new. <laughs> And it's me flying Mach 3. It's me. It's yeah. me, dude. I'm yeah. in the suit. It's me. Don't attack me, please. Yeah. So while it's happening and him and Rhodey talk about what he's doing now, uh, the Ten Rings, they actually gather all the pieces of the old suit that Tony had to get out of Afghanistan with, and they meet up with Obadiah Stane. So you realize all of that was a ploy because Obadiah kind of wanted Tony to die in Afghanistan. So... Uh, Obadiah realizes that mm, their part of the deal is kind of done. And so he has a sweet-ass machine that he lets off a sound and it paralyzes you for a couple seconds. And he has everybody killed. And so he's like, gather all the pieces of the suit. I'm going back to America. And I need to talk to Tony. So he gets back to um, America. And Tony has Pepper hack into the database because he can't go to that the building because they'll know something's up pepper downloads all the shit that obadiah is working on and go figure he's got a secret plan working that he's working on right now and he finds out that the terrorists they translated the message that they sent to america and it said hey this isn't part of the deal you didn't pay us so we're gonna kill tony you know we had a deal about all of this and pepper realizes holy shit obadiah was gonna get tony killed and take over the business. And so she scoots off. <laughs> so Pepper meets up with Phil Coulson from S.H.I.E.L.D. Hey, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that show? Yeah, this is where Phil Coulson pops up. And so they scoot off to try to arrest Obadiah. Because he's, you know, doing very shady shit. So Stain jumps Tony at his home. And he steals the arc reactor from his own chest. Because he realizes no one's smart enough to make their own arc reactor so he's like well fuck it if we can't make our own i'll just steal the one that he made and so as tony is suffering and dying because the shrapnel's getting close to his heart and killing him uh he makes it to the uh his workshop and he sees that pepper put the old arc reactor in a trophy for him and says proof that tony stark has a heart i'm like oh and so he starts to reach for it and he falls because he's not strong enough and then one of his rinky-dink idiot robots grabs it for him and gives it to him. He's like, hey, you want this? <laughs> and so he puts in the old arc reactor. And he hops in a suit to try to fight Obadiah Stane. So S.H.I.E.L.D. and Pepper, they 
make it to the workshop where Obadiah is and go fucking figure because he's evil. This is what you do when you're evil. He builds a gigantic suit with the plans that Tony made with his old suit and they put in the arc reactor in, inside of it. And so is this giant stupid monster and Obadiah jumps into it and he's about to kill Pepper and then Tony comes up he starts swinging on him. And so uh, the fight is just about even because Obadiah has the cool new arc reactor and Tony's working with the one that's real shitty and busted. And so he's trying his best to fight. They are fighting on the top of the Stark Industry building and then Pepper overloads the big arc reactor powering the building and it lets off this giant surge uh, that has that causes stain his suit to like poop off and he falls into the reactor and then he explodes and so after this at a press conference um, Phil Coulson tells Tony hey we have a plan we can work all this stuff out just say hey Iron Man is your personal bodyguard and he was there, and he saved the day. He or she. Uh, in the original it comics... was a robot, yeah. Yeah, in the original comics, that's what Iron Man was. Because Tony kept it secret for a while that he wasn't Iron Man. And so it's like, oh, that's just my bodyguard. And it was kind of a Superman, Batman kind of... I mean, Bruce Wayne, Batman situation. And then at some point, he just says, I'm Iron Man. Because it's easier like that. I I learned earlier that the line, I am Iron Man, was actually ad-libbed. And that Robert Downey Jr. Thought, thought that would be really cool to do. And they rolled with it. Like Kevin Feige and all of them were like, ah, that's pretty sweet. So, uh, Tony admits to being Iron Man to the press. And, you know, you know how something hardcore gets said and everybody's like, oh, 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 and put the mic in your face and stuff. So, there's a post credit scene, one of the first ones. Nick Fury pops up. He visits Tony at home and tells him that Iron Man is not the only Superman in superhero in the world and he wants to talk about the avenger initiative so it's just the beginning steps of making the avengers it's funny in the hulk movie that happened before this though they don't count it because it was uh, the shitty one um tony actually pops up oh no it's after this it's really comes up very close yeah around the same time as this one so Robert Downey Jr. actually pops up at the end of that movie, and he's talking to Agent Ross, and he tells him, hey, I think this Hulk guy, we can make this work, because I'm working on a group. And it's like, oh, shit. And then that's the the big breadcrumb that happens in all the movies after this up until the first Avengers movie. And then we end up in Stones and all that stuff, and now it's all multiverse shit. So, uh, no, but Iron Man's fucking great. So... Katie, who's your favorite character in Iron Man? Uh, Tony. Robert Downey Jr. was the perfect choice. Like, I know he had a crazy past prior to this movie coming out, but I can't, he's one of those characters now, he has become one of those characters now who no one can be Iron Man if it's not RDJ. Like, he fit the role so perfectly, and they molded... Tony Stark in this universe kind of after RDJ like the way that Robert Downey Jr. acts in interviews when he's talking about Avenger stuff is very Tony Stark like like he kind of puts on a little bit of the character adds a little bit of the snark like the 
the billionaire playboy genius philanthropist whatever like he kind of throws that in a little bit to his interviews and in the movies they definitely brought in a lot of robert downey jr's like already known mannerisms that he had from other things to throw it into tony's like personality and now they're just one in the same like you can't even say iron man without immediately thinking of robert downey jr he was just so fucking good and of all the characters in this movie that had legitimate screen time tony was the best um yeah i have a secondary but i'll let you go first yeah so my pick uh, obviously uh tony it's always fun to see robert Downey jr just be tony stark i was telling katie when this movie came out and when everyone just enjoyed how Robert Downey Jr. played Tony Stark, it inadvertently evolved how Tony was in the comics. Because in the comic books, he was like an alcoholic, smart guy, but he wasn't like a snarky asshole. He had his moments where he would joke, but he was pretty serious about a lot of things. He was real serious about his booze, too, uh, until he got better about that. But he wasn't so silly. But then the second Robert Downey Jr. played him as like, I'm a smart guy, and I know I'm smarter than you, so I know I can beat you if I do this right. So yeah. I'm not worried about you. He doesn't seem scared of anybody because he knows he can kick their ass yeah. if he gets in a suit. Um, but no, in the comics right now, if you look at how Tony Stark looks, they make him like like 50% looks like Robert Downey Jr. He's yeah. evolved. His facial hair, the, like, the cool little goatee and stuff he does... The comic Tony has it too, so it's it's helped shape how he acts and how he looks and stuff. And they've so, evolved together for sure. Well, yeah, Tony in the comics, he's a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, uh, Tony's awesome. Any honestly, the the little asterisk you got to add to it. Anytime Tony's talking to somebody, it's just like one on one situations. He makes that person funnier. Uh, anytime he's talking to Rhodey. They're, it's like hilarious and Rhodey tries to be so serious around him I'd love to know how they became friends yeah. because like Rhodey just accepts him being a douchebag because of the weapons yeah but it seems like they were I guess that's how they became friends but it seems like a weird way to be friends well because Rhodey's like in charge of weaponry yeah and he's like super high up yeah but it's funny like there's one spot where it's like man I've been waiting for like three hours for you man come on let's go and he's like okay okay and they're, like, in the plane talking, and he's like, okay, uh, I guess we're warm sake. He's like, no, we're working right now. We're not going to drink. And he's like, you can bring that booze. He's like, I'm not drinking. I'm mad at you. And then it just does a jump forward a couple of hours, and they're both just demolished on the plane. And the stewardesses are just dancing and shit. And it's like, and they're, like, best friends. And I'm like, that's, you know, you're mad at your friend, but you're like, fucking man. That's my dude. So Yeah. Uh, him and Happy and Pepper. Anytime he's talking to someone one-on-one, it's some of the best stuff. The dialogue. He makes anything funny, so. He uh, talks so fast, too. Like, RDJ, or Tony Stark, is so quick with the quips. Like, he can insert a joke or, like, a mean, something really quick and mean about anybody at any time um, and make it funny really quickly in a conversation. Oh, yeah, I mean, but that's the, that's like the magic of, yeah, like I said, he is the perfect pick yeah. for for Iron Man. Yeah. So, uh, who's your least favorite character? Okay, first off, honorary mention, honorable mention, 
for second favorite character, and that would be Jensen. Oh, yeah, he's a sweet dude. His captive pal um, when he was in the cave in Afghanistan. That dude was awesome. And his ending was really sad. Like, that whole situation in the cave was really sad. But their friendship was really, really cute at the beginning and fantastic. Okay, uh, my least favorite character in this movie is terrorists. (laughs) Because they're terrorists. Like, (laughs) they did some crazy-ass shit. And everyone in... I include Obadiah Stane in that as well, because he was also a terrorist. In working with the terrorists, you also become a terrorist. Like, if you're aiding terrorism, you are also a terrorist. So, hate to break it to you, folks. (laughs) Yeah, that shit was a mess. No, uh, yeah, Obadiah Stane, he was my least favorite character. Um, But that's kind of the thing with comic book villains. Like, the real comic book villains ones. Like, yeah. Uh, Obadiah Stane is very much a and it's like oh no he got kidnapped oh he's safe god damn it I paid him off like why'd you kill him and I'm like oh you're a piece of shit Yeah. and you know he seems like he's a smart guy but when you have someone like like you can be a good basketball player but if you got Michael Jordan like right beside you he's like I'll let you play horse like you're the one that's gonna win all the horse games like why would I go out there and then it's like, well, god damn it. I want to know how he how he makes that fucking dunk from the free throw line. He's like, fuck it. We'll just kill him. All right. If he can't, if I can't do it, he can't do it. Um, he's just a douchebag. Yeah. But Tony instantly felt that Obadiah was trying to use him for things. That's why he's like, oh, shit, you made that tiny arc reactor. That's absurd. Like, we can use that for a lot of things in the world. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm keep this in my chest. He's like, hey, well... Yeah, I need it to live, so. He's like, well, hey, show me those plans for that. Nah. Nah, I'm gonna keep that over here. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you working on anything else? Nah. Nah, I'm just... I'm nah, just reading. I'm good. I'm just reading books, man. If I'm working on something, I'll tell you. He's like, okay. okay. <laughs> you know, it, it took Obadiah sneaking in and, like, taking the shit from him to get it, so... Uh, Tony's a smart guy when it comes to other douchebag people, Usually douchebags can see douchebags from a distance. So, uh, Obadiah Stane was poop. Okay, so let's do seven word synopsis. Katie? Oh, I have a lot. Okay. Uh, Jensen should have lived. Fuck those terrorists. Uh, Pepper Potts couldn't see the bigger picture. And Obadiah is a traitorous bitch. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> So, back from the beginning, like I said, Jensen was amazing, and he definitely shouldn't have died. He deserved more screen time. I would have loved for them to meet back up in Iron Man 2 and just, like, you know, see his family or whatever. Like, that would have been fucking great. No. Just, in, in, in comic stuff like this. I know. Just everybody like, has like, to die, and it's things you hate. Just like the dude that made Steve Rogers be Captain America. He had to die. It just, it, it better. Because I know. Because they have to try harder. I know, I know, I know, I know. And then um, my Pepper Potts one, she wanted him to give up immediately on this idea of, like, helping save the world. And she couldn't, she just wanted him to stay safe. And she couldn't see, like, all the people that Tony would be able to save if he made his suit and was able to actually be a superhero, basically. She was very focused on just him surviving for her own well-being and sanity rather than the greater good 
Yeah. Um, which is really the folly, I guess, of a lot of uh, spousal characters in comic book films. Yeah. It's like there's the always, they're just concerned about their well-being or their partner's well-being, which is fair. Like, you should care about them. But also, like, you got to think about the greater good. Like, yes, Tony will, he might die, but he's also going to save hundreds of thousands of people in his one death. Like, is his death worth it and it's kind of tricky but yeah and then Obadiah was just a bitch so yeah <laughs> uh I only came up with one uh I love how Tony oh I love how Tony keeps upgrading suits yeah. uh that is Tony Stark's thing in the comic books every time he pops up he's like oh this is my mark 45 I'm like what yeah this one can go into space like wait, what <laughs> And it's like, oh, yeah, this is Mark's 52. It makes black holes. I'm like, but why? He's like, I don't why know. Not? We might need to do why that. Why the fuck not? We might need it. Uh, the cool thing about Tony uh, in the comics, anytime they deal with something really scary and strong that almost kills him, he's like, oh, okay, we need a plan against that. Uh, when they deal with the Hulk, he has a suit, Hulkbuster suit. It takes care of him. When they fight Galactus, he has a Galactus Buster suit. Uh, that's Tony's thing. Uh, anytime they deal with shit, he's like, oh, I don't like that. Um, it's similar to Batman. Yeah. In that Batman has a plan for all of the other superheroes. And if something goes wrong or they act, start acting crazy and they need to be taken out, like, he always has a plan for all of those superpowered people that he is in common contact with. And Iron Man is very much the same. He has the Hulkbuster in in ready to go in case Hulk gets out of hand. He's got all these different things for when this person gets out of hand or when this shit happens. Like, he's the man with the plan, basically. Yeah. And so in this movie, we see, I want to say, four instances. I think he gets to mark four or five in this movie before it ends. And so I love how that, like, that, it it's a, it's a bit thick, that suit, but it looks beautiful. And I like the circle arc reactor i know later on it becomes a triangle i prefer the circle one yeah the circle one looks awesome i didn't really like when they switched to the triangle i mean we find out later that circle's not a good thing you know in part two you know he has upgrade even more but uh the triangles eh. but then he goes back to the circle later and they just stop talking about it (laughs) but no it's it's pretty sweet i love how he is constantly upgrading because like anytime he gets into a situation he's like i didn't like how that went down I'm going to make the jets bigger. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it thinner. I'm going to make a briefcase suit. So if I'm like in my limo and I get jumped, I can just put it on real quick. Yeah. How about if I just put it into my fucking like like glands that help me sweat? There's one in in Civil War, that one where he just like touched that button in his helicopter, in his private helicopter, and it like magically wrapped around his hands and then all the way up his body like... Oh, yeah. Oh, later on. The suitcase uh, one in Iron Man 2 is dope. Yeah. When he just, like, throws that suitcase on the ground and then... (laughs) Yeah, it's just not thick. But later on, Tony gets this virus called the Extremist, and he gets a suit that stays in the hollows of his bones. And when he needs it, it just comes out of his fucking just sweat glands. And he makes a suit. It's wild, ladies and gentlemen. He is constantly making these suits that just, like... 
man, shit pop off, man. I need a suit real quick. <laughs> and he said it a couple times. He's like, man, I feel kind of naked out here. I don't got no suit. I'm just in a, I'm in a real like cloth suit, and it's bothering me. So, um, this movie it came out May second, two thousand and eight. Good God. Uh, what do you think the budget for Iron Man was? Seventy-five million. Not bad. I need you to double that. Hundred and forty. Jeez, million those. dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they they had to make this work because it cost yeah. a lot. So, what do you think the box office was for Iron Man? Well, fuck. Now I'm not sure. <clears throat> uh, I s- originally said three hundred million, but I'm gonna up it to five hundred million. Not bad. Five hundred and eighty-five million dollars. This was a time where there weren't that many comic book movies. This was when fucking Spider-Man was making bank in the theaters because it, that was it. You know, you want to see Blade? Blade's gonna make money. You know, so when this is like one of the first ones that when it hit, people were like, "Oh fuck, people like." Like, comic book movies? This is it? And they're like, yeah. And it started going from here. Like, I think the next one technically is, isn't it Iron Man 2? Yeah. Is the next comic book movie? And then they realize, like, like we got a universe going. And then they get Thor. And Thor's all right. But then they just go from there. And then they have all these ideas. And we finally get the first Captain America movie, which is a banger. Oh, I love but, that movie. Um, but no, it's, this movie had to have, had to do good. And it did. I'm very glad that it did. This it's a solid movie. Like, watching it still to this day, I'm like, damn, that's really good. Unfortunately, the Iron Man series of movies, they start to decline from here. Uh, Iron Man 2, I like Iron Man 2. The villain's stupid. Uh, really dumb. But we get to see really cool suits. We get to see Rhodey. He, like, digivolves into a darker black person. But then he gets his own suit. And we get to see War Machine, which I love War Machine. Uh, and we get to see tons of different types of suits because Tony just gets crazy with it. Uh, Iron Man 3 is stupid and it makes me mad when I think about it because they bring in the Mandarin, but it's not the Mandarin. And I was in a theater like, boo! But we get to see cool suits. But um, but no, unfortunately this series, it's not like the Captain America movies. They do not get better. <laughs> they, they get worse. So uh, yeah, watch the first one and just be happy because they don't get better, honestly. So... Um, yeah, if you have any other cool fun facts about Iron Man, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email, it is AllentownPresents at gmail.com. Ooh, we have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So, Katie and I, we have a few more comic book movies we're gonna finish out this month, and then, um, on Sunday, whenever you get this, uh, when the beginning of August, the boys, we're gonna get together and do a quick movie, and then it's gonna be kind of business, uh, getting back to it we're gonna be doing action movies and so uh, we're gonna do some cool picks but no katie and i uh we're checking out some movies that just came out some really cool stuff and we're, we're dipping and back into gotham y'all it's it's my favorite it's my world so i'm very happy to talk about batman soon so stay with us and we'll be back very soon with another comic book movie okay bye guys <laughs>